The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. And online at WRQK.com. Missed yesterday's show. That was a foolish decision. It was really good. You should check out the podcast at WRQK.com. Also, every single hour this morning on the program, you can win yourself $1,000 at 10 after. We'll give you a keyword. You text it in. Money is yours. Also, at 8.30, we have a Perfect Circle tickets. They're playing November 18th. Wolstein Center, CSU. We'll give you those. And then 9.30, the Canton Charge. Start their home portion of their season on the 15th. That is their home opener, and we will get you into that. Joined, as always, by Matthew Fantone. Buddy, how are you? Uh, pretty good, man. Coming off a Cavaliers victory last night. Feeling good about that. Um, beat a good Bucks team, which is, once again, I think it adds a little credibility to your point. With Did you Cavaliers. watch it? Uh, I watched a little bit once I got home from the charge scrimmage, and uh, then I watched the highlights when I woke up this I morning. wanted to see it. I, I cut the cord. It wasn't able. I, um, but uh, Braun and Giannis, yeah. the Greek freak, yeah. that is one of those things that for the Eastern Conference, everybody talks about how easy it is. That is a matchup that I was, uh, was interested to see. Is that kid as good? good as everybody says he is? Oh, yeah, dude. He's a great player. There's okay. no question about it. Able to do a million different things on the basketball court. And that's what makes he, him. I mean, he's big and can handle the ball, which is strange. Well, I mean, but I mean, that's, welcome to the LeBron era. That's exactly what I was going to say is you've got dudes who grew up watching LeBron James and kind of emulating I mean, that. look at Durant. Isn't Durant like 6'8", six, 6'7", six, or something like that he, and handles the ball? He's taller than that, yeah. And I mean, you're, you, well, LeBron's 6'8", six, 6'9", six, so yeah, Durant's probably I think six, he's 7-footer, right? 7-footer? Yeah. Um, but that's what you're going to see Jeez. is you're going to see more dudes who are capable of playing more positions, and that's good, man. And that really is, you know, what you're, what will increase the viewership and like the, the, the fun factor of the game. The athleticism has increased in the NBA. There's no there's no denying that. Um, And, and, and certainly there's the athleticism was on display last night as the Canton Charge played a scrimmage last night, dude. Very exciting to be back in the Civic Center. Uh, it was awesome, man. I uh, got to talk to John Holland for a little bit. Was very excited. I like about, John. Was very excited about coming back on the show. He oh, was cool. like, he was like, you guys were a lot of fun. He's like, you know, I've done interviews before that suck, and he's like, you guys were a lot of fun. Like, well, and, I mean, you know, we. I always say, like, dude, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to embarrass anybody. I, I don't need the dirt from the right. bus. I know, like, honestly, it'd probably be more interesting for for the listener, and that's what the show's for. But you know, it's a relationship that I need with that team. Like, I'm not trying to, like, the first couple of times out of the gate, like, you know, be adversarial with them. Yeah, I mean, you, you establish trust. You know what I'm saying? I'll build you a relationship with him, and, you, you and then eventually he's going to come in here and say the thing he shouldn't, and he'll right. be like, that was awesome. Well, there it is, John Hall. Like, can <laughs> and, you believe he And said. there it is. Uh, no, but it was awesome last night. It was, uh, you know, it was a scrimmage, so there wasn't exactly a full house last night. It was just, like, select invites only. But the, ba- the big difference is, and... The Stansbury Show, I mean, has a much bigger audience in the sense of at maximum capacity, Civic Center is like 5,500. That's maximum. And we have a huge, I mean, we have, you know, thousands upon thousands of people sure. that listen to us every morning. The difference there for me, at least, though, is it, at the best, I might get you to laugh. And I'm like, all right, Stansbury laughed. And all right, that's pretty funny there. We don't get to hear people in their cars react to it. I was going to say, that didn't even we're, happen a lot. We're at the Civic Center, you that know. That better not be what you cling to. At the Civic Center, even though there was only 100 people there last night, there's something special. Special about being in front of a crowd that you can see, Fair. like yeah, no, that is clap, true. You know what no, I'm saying? No, uh, yeah, it's it's a little rewarding that yeah, way. Yeah, it's just, it is. It's different, you know. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, dude, it's only a hundred people here. Like, you're okay. Like, what are you getting excited about? You talk to thousands every single morning, but that's you know, I guess that's what the difference. No, is. No, that yeah. is for sure true. That, that you know for sure it's working. And my other Canton charge charge observation of the night, as far charge as girl, no, 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 no. Damn that's, you, dude. That'll be that'll be your decision to uh uh. To, it's to, gonna be their decision. 
November fifteenth, you'll you'll be able to, to to make your case. You know, you'll be able to stand in front of the class. So you got tickets for me? Charge. Oh yeah, yeah, I got you all hooked up. Buddy. Nice. Don't worry. You'll be taken care nice. of. Nice. Um, my other observation of the night: the team looked really good. They're able to score points. All the guys can shoot. But the most like like kind of almost jaw dropping thing about it, dude. Kendrick Perkins is. Huge dude, that guy is a giant. They always look bigger in person, oh especially when you sit close. But he, I mean, he's bigger than most. You're saying? Oh, dude! I mean, like you know, there's plenty Berg. of tall, there's plenty of tall guys. Sure, he's just like it's basketball. I mean, he's just like built like a just just like I feel like he's one of those dudes, and and, and I feel like I could just run up. Punch him, and he wouldn't even not like, feel it. Not even care, dude. Like not even like like a fly care. at a barbecue. Seriously, dude. He was. It was that was. It was impressive how large he was. He just said barbecue. Am I supposed to think <laughs> something about that? Is that right? Should he say barbecue right now? So but speaking was, of which, dude, I, I, dude, I gotta tell you what okay. I, what I, what happened to me this morning when I was at the gas station. Okay. Yesterday morning, had a dude turn around in line and say, "Hey, Stansbury, I listen to the show every day. I like you. All right. Made my whole day. Yeah, it's good stuff. Same gas station." Walked in there today, get a little cup of coffee before right. I walk into the building. And I hear a guy working at the gas station say to another coworker, These are people working there. The guy says, Yeah, man, my seven year old came home and told me that his teacher told him he can't talk about politics at school anymore. What? And I was like, What? And, and they thought it was like something wrong. And I thought to myself, well, now I got to find that teacher, track her down, and give her some money. The kid's seven years old. What the hell? I mean, dude, at seven years old, I don't even, I'll be honest. Did I know who the president was? Maybe, because I heard my dad bitching about it at the breakfast table. Right. But right, like, right, right, right. I, but I didn't have a, I mean, dude, most adults don't have a full working understanding of how the government works. And now your seven year old is like talking about Trump in school? Probably has a better understanding of how the government works, your seven, eight, nine year old. Old, but still, um, dude, at seven years old, this is what I cared about. I wanted a half hour more before bedtime. Right. Nine thirty, mom. Hardcastle <laughs> okay. McCormick comes out at eight thirty. I want to stay up, right? That and ice cream for dinner. Those were my battles. <laughs> That's like, I didn't care about the world. Yeah, at seven years old, at that point, all you are is a parrot for whatever your dad's saying. You know what I mean? Like you're just dude. Repeating. At forty one, you're just a parent of a parent of what your parents said. That's all you do. You just repeat all the same garbage. You ever notice that you just turn in? Dude, you turn into one of your parents and you marry the other one. Welcome to life. That's just the way it is. I'm dude. I'm sorry. I didn't realize seven year olds were going to school and having political <sighs> debates like that. To me, I. I don't want to go overboard here, but that's sad. Like there is something about dude, keep your childhood. And now, yeah. as a guy who had his childhood stolen from him, trust me, you want it. Keep it. Now, now, yesterday, you know, was election day here in Stark County, and uh, people got out there and voted. They did. Is there something to make the point of get him started you're early? Engaging your seven year old. Now, all of a sudden, your seven year old's paying attention to the things. Are you that doing that? In life. Are you doing that? Or yeah. Are you just screaming rhetoric at your kid? I don't know. If you're really engaging a, I don't know, dude. Can they form the? I don't like it. Seven years old, dude, it's like hopscotch and jump rope and, you know, girls are, you know, have cooties and that, dude, that's where they need to stay. I just, I, when I heard that, I was like, man, that's sad. Like, shouldn't that kid be worried about recess? Like, why do we only get recess three times a day? It should be five. Yeah, he's sitting there talking about North Korea. Like, no, dude, just get out there. Go play. Right. There's no nukes on the hopscotch, you know, board. I, I just, dude, when I heard that, I was like, dear God, like, good for that teacher. You shouldn't let seven-year-old 
olds just run around and talk about that stuff, dude. You know, keep it about you know the Smurfs or whatever the hell's popular these days. I couldn't believe when I heard that. I was still wiping sleep out of my eye, and I got two guys <laughs> arguing about whether or not seven-year-olds should be able to talk about Trump at school. I couldn't. I was like, man, my day's getting started really, really early. It's every single hour on the Stansberry Show this morning. You're getting hooked up with a thousand dollars. Your first opportunities right now. Your shot at one thousand dollars now. Text the keyword "bank" to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bank to two hundred two hundred. Rock one zero six nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock one zero six nine. Next opportunity at a thousand dollars happens at seven ten this morning. Looking forward to that. Oh, dude, no doubt. thousand dollars. I wish I had it. Me too. Um, speaking of a thousand dollar purchase no. right there. No, oh, I'm curious no. to know. We just had that piece of imaging run. Stansberry's too ugly to use a smartphone or whatever yeah. the hell it says. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got the iPhone eight, right? I have the eight plus. Eight yes. plus, and you've had it for about a month now, maybe a little bit less. Sounds about right. Okay. Uh, just give me a review. Tell me what you got. Tell me what you think. Tell me what's going on with it. It's exactly what I what I thought it would be. Okay. Um I I, I was thinking about going with the with the Galaxy S eight. Mm-hmm. And uh, or the Note Eight is mm-hmm. kind of what I wanted there, something like that. Whatever number they're on now, seven, twelve, eight, whatever. Sure. One yeah, of the whatever. new phones. One of the ones that cost me a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know, you and other people had pointed out to me like, look, dude, I get that you want to change and this and that, but if you do it, all of Canton's going to suffer because you're just going to bitch and moan. Stupid Android. And so I, I stuck with what I know. Yeah. You know the devil, you know, and I stuck with the iPhone. And I'll be honest with you, it. I love it because it's an iPhone and it does everything I needed to do, but I feel a little stupid in the sense that I bought it right. and I cannot tell you a single thing that I do with this phone that my last iPhone didn't, didn't do. do. Like I, everybody says, oh, well, it, you know, it, like I always hear, oh my God, it, it, but I, I haven't stumbled across the thing that I was like, oh, well, my last phone didn't do that. Or at least something that I will use that my last phone didn't do. Now, I know everybody's all excited about the iPhone X, right? which is basically I have the iPhone X. The iPhone X is the 8 Plus in the 8 shape. So it's just, it's it's the 8 Plus in a smaller version. And so, like, I have the better camera and the better resolution. What happened to the 9 in there? Did well, they just, nobody they knows. Just, they just skipped the They're 9. They're going X because of... Uh, 7, it, 8, 9, baby! Is it 10 years <laughs> out or I don't know, something? Um, I, I, uh, I, I know what you're saying there with, like, we all have our habits with our phones and just because we get a new phone doesn't I do necessarily... I do Right. I mean, like, is Facebook that much better no. on, your, on your new phone? Of course not. Um, I uh, And I, I think that argument where a lot of people will say, like, well, yeah, iPhone has, you know, facial recognition now. Android had it two years ago. You suck. Well, and it's, it's like, well, like, but nobody uses it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if, if you're not using that, it doesn't matter. I can admit that, though, that once upon a time, Apple was the visionary. Like, they put something out and everybody chased them. Right. And now that has kind of flipped on its head where Samsung's like, well, dude, if the way we're going to get market share is by beating them to market with new technology... And because Apple kind of won the your cool factor right. if you have us or you, the theory is you have money right. if you have us. It's a and status symbol. It, it is. is a status symbol for sure. It is. And Samsung smartly said we got to flip this narrative, and so they started going out. And I will admit that lately Apple's been playing catch up. But what I like about Apple in that regard is is that they don't trip over themselves to give you everything every two months. They take a deep breath 
realize they're Apple, and say, you know what, we can weather any of these storms. So what we're going to do is we're going to hang back and let Android fail with ice cream or waffle cone or whatever the names of their stupid their systems are. And then, like, because they're always dumb. Ice cream cone, waffle. It's always so stupid. And so Apple just kind of sits back and goes, all right, we'll let you fail with a couple of those in a row, and then we'll take what we want and make it better. Yeah, I don't think people, for as much as we love technology, really have that high of a premium on new technology. You want something that's reliable. You want something that's going to do what you want it to do. That's why I drive a Honda Accord, because I've driven a Honda for 20 years, and I know what it is. I know how to. I, I know what happens when they break. I know how you know inexpensive they are to fix. They're everywhere on the road. You can find parts. That's why one of the reasons why I like it is because it's reliable. And, and and iPhones very much. You know, there's one of them. Well, I guess there's three of them now. But you know what I mean. There's right. one iPhone that comes out, and as opposed to eight million different Android phones that come out, so they have the availability to kind of make those and mistakes. I don't care about jailbreaking it or unlocking it or I don't care about any of that stuff. Like people always say, you know, it's 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 not open ended, and I always say, yeah, you you mean more protected. Then, then yeah, then, then that I kind of like. I don't need my phone to be, you know, open ended or like I don't. I don't care about pink exclamation points. I don't care about any of that stuff. Dazzly unicorn gifts. I don't effing care. As long as you feel happy with it, that's all I, I wanted to know. Love it. I, I did, glad. however, read an article the other day about how we charge our phones. Yeah. And we're doing it all wrong. Um, they say, you know, some people have said that what you should do is let it drain all the way down and then charge it. Okay. And they're saying now that, no, you don't do that. That's antiquated thinking when it comes to batteries. That's thinking about, like, your camcorder battery versus back in the a, 90s versus a lithium battery. Yeah, lithium batteries, which right. are very, very different. And they also say charging them to 100% is a mistake. And that what you do is anywhere between, like, 50 and 80 is where your phone is really going to work at best optimal speed and all that. And okay. they say one of the things, and I did this with my last phone a lot, and they say it's one of the worst things you can do is go to bed, plug your phone in, sleep all night, wake up, unplug your phone. You're Leaving your phone on a charger like that that long is actually going to do more harm to the battery than good. Um, and so I don't do that anymore. I'm going to have a really hard time like buying into that. Like it, To me, it's just like, no, I put my phone on the battery, or I put my phone on the charger at the end of the night. I feel like that's going to be, even if that's true, that's a tough pill for America to swallow. To say, I agree. Like, you'll, I don't, do, you'll do better at 85% than 100%. Like, no, I won't do that. I need that 15%. What the hell am I going to do? You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean. I, um, they say the better thing to do is to charge your phone multiple times per day versus leaving it on a charger for a long period of time. I guess with that being said, I've crapped my battery out over the past two years. My battery is literally like just like it's, it's you're probably you probably overcharged. Well, it. but I've got it. So if they're telling me to charge it multiple times throughout the day, I've got to do that anyway because my battery crapped right. out. So like, well, that's why I got a new phone yeah. is because, it, you know, it, it because I had, you know, ruined the battery on it. I, uh, you know, one of the new things you can do with any new phone now is Twitter has expanded and it used to be 140 characters and now it's 280. They doubled it. And. People were asking, what do you, what's your opinion? What do you think? I don't really have one. I think, honestly, I, I know there are people who have the theory that, you know, uh, being able to get a thought out in 140 characters was a skill, and now you're going to ruin Twitter. And what I'll say is, is no, Twitter loses more users per month than they gain. They, I, if, if, if my facts that have been told to me are right, they haven't flipped a profit in six years. What they're doing is giving you a more Facebook feel. And Twitter's going Twitter users are going to be like, that's why I hate Facebook, man. But the problem is, is that's why Facebook's the giant. 
Everybody's chasing Facebook. Make no mistake. I know it, it like y'all the young kids are like Facebook stupid and my mom's on it, but that's what it is. That's dude, it's it's dude, it's nickelback. It's like that's what Facebook wants to be. A wide, huge net for everybody. And Twitter was a little too inside the room. It was. It needed to change itself to be viable. That's, why do you think they've had 10 CEOs in two years? It's because nobody could get to the fact of like, well, dude, let's make it more like Facebook and people will like it. Also, I'm one of these people that I think intelligent thought needs as many words as it can get its hands on, not less. Yeah, I mean, you're not necessarily going to be able to get most thoughts, most arguments, most points made with two sentences, which is essentially what 140 characters is. But you can't open it up to like, hey, you can type as much as you want because the brevity of it was one of the factors that I felt like was yeah, like, what made it. Like, you, now you can quote. I mean, you were able to quote tweets and get away with, you know, saying more around. You could skirt the issue with the 140 before. I'm not really sure this is going to be that big of a difference one way or, or, or the other. I'll say this. What Twitter needed and what they still haven't given you was an edit button. That's what they need. Yeah. They need to be able, I need to be able to go, oh man, I can't believe I misspelled that word. Or, right, oh, one man, letter off. I, I forgot I that. that up, right. The amount of times I'm typing at 4.45 in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, and like posting, you know, things that will show up later in my timelines and stuff, and I and then it happens. I'm like, oh my God, I was too tired for all that. I mean, it happens to me constantly. That's what we need, Jack, is we need an edit button for Twitter. And I'm not sure 280 characters... First of all, I, I get tired of reading most of what people write at 140. I'm not sure you really have the long-form thought you think you have. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. I, uh, I cut the cord a little while ago. Right. And overall, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with it. I, I, it's, it's been under a week, so I, I don't know if you'd miss it this fast yet anyway. Right. But last night was the 30 for 30 on the Nature Boy. And I'm not even a wrestling person, but I do understand celebrity. And I understand when somebody is big in the genre of something. Like I always say about bands, I may not like it, but once you hit a certain level, I want to see it. I want to go and I want to experience you live. For sure. And the Nature Boy, definitely one of those guys where it's like, whether you like the the original American art form or not. <laughs> if, you, if you listen to one of the interviews, we, we had uh, Fantone interviewed a WWE guy. I have no idea Hell who that is. No. There, there it is. <laughs> and he called wrestling one of the uh, the, the uh, uh, jazz and wrestling are the original American art forms, yeah. which honestly, dude, if that's where America should have started, was right <laughs> effing there. But I understand, like, you know, what the nature boy is and like you know how he became you know rick flair and like why he's important to that genre and even to somebody who doesn't like wrestling anymore as a kid i did and he was like a huge part of it when i was a kid and um he he i find him to be an interesting figure i would want to know more about him and see that did you stay up to watch this i or? did not started so, at 10 o'clock wasn't going to be over till 11 you know that's too late that's for your way boy. too late it's too late um, obviously, I DVR'd it, um, and I kind of kicking myself in the ass right now because I didn't wake up early enough to watch it this morning. But I was like, "Well, maybe you should like go through the rundown before you watch the Nature Boy documentary." So work one out this morning. But that is the first thing I'm doing when I get home today. Like that's that's going home, post showing, and watching the night the thirty for thirty on on Ric Flair there. Stop. That's weird. I bet you didn't even plan on having me on your couch. <laughs> yeah, there I'll be. <laughs> there I'll be. Well, you know, waiting on that reach around that that, that <laughs> oh, we're that, come on, come on. <laughs> but that we're constantly being told about from the imaging piece. Yeah, I mean it's before nine o'clock. You can say that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Just get it all out before nine. 
little inside the room joke there. I can't believe something happened yesterday, and not because I oppose it. I just can't believe enough people were behind this. All right. But Danica Rome, I believe is her name, R-O-E-M, I, I apologize if I'm saying that wrong, became the first openly transgender person to run for the Virginia House of Delegates and then won. Tuesday night, having won that race, she became the first openly transgender person seated in any state legislature in the country. For her run at the slot, Rome campaigned against the incumbent, Bob Marshall, a Republican who had held the seat since 1992. Yeah. Wow. On the campaign trail, she uh, picked up the endorsement from former Vice President Joe Biden. I know a lot of people have issues with Joe. I was actually a a big Joe fan um, back when Obama ran the first time. I I remember seeing him on Bill Maher going, ah, dude, that Joe Biden guy might be all right. I kind of wanted him to be the president. I like Joe a lot. I, uh, I, he hasn't ruled out a run next time around, by the way. Um, he won't rule it out. He's old. He is old. old. But that's the thing, though. Is it's always old, old, old. Trump MFers. 70. Isn't I mean, Trump 70? Them, dude, right. Always. Well, there's certain, there's something about that job where it's like, you kind of have to have a lot of experience. Wait, 50? <laughs> you can't have experience at 50? All right. All right. You know what I mean? But I can't believe this happened, especially in a state that I'm told is so inherently backwoods, racist, right. and anti-LGBTQ. you got to remember, this is where Charlottesville went down. This is where like the Nazi thing was coming to a head. And this is the state that did this? We were just told two months ago, through two, three months ago, how awful that state is. And everybody that lives there is a deplorable. And yet they voted for this. So again, don't always buy the narrative. Well, I guess the problem that I, I, I have with what happened yesterday not only not problem with the transgender people voting into office is not what i meant to say but like yesterday democrats kind of kicked ass and they they won two governorships they won a bunch of seats in the house they won local elections across the board they did really well in canton yesterday and like there's part of me that's like well you know as as somebody who views himself as a progressive as a liberal as a democrat like i should probably be celebrating that i should probably feel good about that that should probably be like yeah man my, my side's winning but it, it, it to me feels kind of hollow because I'm worried we're turning into the Cleveland Browns of countries in the sense of like you never give anything enough time for it to happen. Like as soon as Obama gets elected, it's like, all right, Tea Party's coming in and we're just going to block everything you do. And now that Trump gets elected, it's like, all right, now we're just going to bring in, you know, from the opposite side. And like, I get it because it's that's like, true. You're trading wins. So it's like, okay, well, you know, this is why nothing ever gets done. Y- you come into power, nothing gets done, people get sick of you, vote for the other side. But then within two years, it's the exact same story again where it's like, well, you didn't get anything done, I'm voting for somebody else. This time. I just, I cannot believe, and again, not because I oppose it, but I can't believe that a trans person got elected to the, to the state legislature. I can't, and I'll tell you why. A year ago, we couldn't figure out where these people were going to go to the bathroom. Jeez. Right? I mean, dude, think about that. Like, literally, a year ago, it was, you shouldn't pee next to my kid. And now, you're in the state legislature. Now, a year. there's still a ton of you shouldn't pee next to my kid well, sure. out there in the world. Yes. And if she would have ran in other places, probably wouldn't have won. Oh, I don't know, dude. We were told, I mean, Virginia, the South, we were told about how backwoods and racist and, you know, and... and, and hateful and divisive that place is, and this is where it happened. Virginia, one of the few states of the South that didn't go Trump, so like... That's fair, too. You know what I mean? So not exactly like... A little close not, to Washington, D.C. And not not exactly, you know, the South-South. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, not exactly well, Alabama, right? Go to Virginia. They're going to claim it the South. 
You know what I mean? We may not look at it like Alabama, but people in Virginia view that as the South. Like, they do. Well, but at least from, like, the voting perspective of the stereotype of, like, the deep red South. Like, yeah, Virginia, that's probably not fair. exactly that. That's probably fair. You've got a lot of universities and there. you got to think you got, you know, somebody getting elected into this office and the transgender issues. You just had a judge shut down the military ban of transgender, you know. So, at the end of the day, yes, this conversation has moved very, very fast Quickly. for this country. Dude, like, when I look at, I mean, I don't want to be out of line here, but if you're black in America, you got to be looking at this going, it took us how long to get seats at these tables? And now, dude, a year after don't pee in Target, now you're running laws? I mean, and I guess you, 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 Women, you, you could definitely Mexicans, be frustrated with that. Any minority group has got to be looking at this going, how did this person leapfrog this? But it's because you get to build on the backs of others. You do. You get to build on the, those steps that have been made by well, those that's who what came ha- before Well, you. that's exactly what happened here. Is that there, What happened is, and I believe this to be true, is that there were a bunch of people in Virginia who were like, A, being sick of being told that they were racist, deplorable, anti-LGBTQ, and wanted to show people that not everybody in Virginia is those white nationalists. So a little bit of it was that. And there was a little bit of like, yeah, man, this is part of the conversation now. And like, you know, everybody is foaming at the mouth about laws over this section of people. Maybe we should have one of these people involved in these conversations. Probably not the worst idea in the world there. Again, not I, the worst idea I, I, the I, I view trans as, as it's strange to me. Okay. It's not awful. It's not evil. I, I've, people should be able to do what they want. But I do view it is a strange thing. It is, it, you know what I mean? It's not. I don't want to call it not normal because that sounds like I'm trying to be awful towards it. And I'm not. I'm not at all, actually. But I was very surprised by this. And I almost want to say encouraged by my country just because, again, like it was literally a year ago. We were screaming about Target letting people go to the bathroom. And now we have a lawmaker. This country moves fast, man. And I think that's why people, why the anger is so ramped up on the opposite side of the aisle is because things move faster than they ever have. And social media and the internet has kind of helped all that. And I think that's why the anger is getting more or maybe more prevalent or more shown now that anger is more outward than it has been in, in years past because of how fast things move. And I think people are just getting like you know what I mean? Whiplash. Like, oh my God, dude, we're not even done with the bathroom issue yet and now we're voting people in? I, I was very... Very surprised to see that. I'll also say this, guys. If you scroll past that photo fast enough, you're going to think to yourself, yeah, I'd probably go to bed with her. I'm just saying. It's not one of those where immediately you look at it and you kind of know. It's like if you're scrolling fast, you might be you may be taken aback by that one. Last night was a milestone moment for LeBron James. We'll take a look inside the numbers and also get you hooked up with $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got... Get in on this. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Sansbury here. People- Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. We're not going to give him this now because I haven't had a chance to read the article, but the headline is, Journalist says Kevin Spacey accuser should suck it up. It happened 10 years ago. Jeez. Wow. I'll Yeesh. read that article. We'll get into that before the Yeesh. end of the program. However... We're minutes away now from getting you hooked up with $1,000, so that'll be good. That's really good. And last night, LeBron James hit a milestone. I can't believe 15 years in the league he can still do that, because uh, it feels like he's done everything you can do. 
But apparently now he has now played in as many regular season games as Michael Jordan. All right, so here are some numbers. Jordan with the six titles. That's the big one. Right. And um, LeBron's just got the three there. Correct. NBA MVPs. Jordan's got five. LeBron's got four. Finals reached. And this is where LeBron people will constantly, like, this is where they hang their hat on. Michael made it to six finals. LeBron's made it to eight. Jordan was the finals MVP in all six finals he made it to, which is incredible. LeBron's only been the MVP in three. Now, again, LeBron more of a facilitator than Michael ever was. I have been one of these people who have said multiple times on the program that I believe that LeBron James is a better all-around player than Michael Jordan. I believe that LeBron can play more positions and, more importantly, can guard more positions than Michael Jordan could. And uh, that's I, undeniable. It's that's not even debatable. That's not an opinion thing. That's one hundred percent fact. And I guess what my statement should have always been is that I don't truly know who's better. But if it were up to me to pick the skill set of either two guys for me to play in the NBA, I would rather be a LeBron type player. Now, having said that, if it's Game Seven, thirty seconds to go. Down by two, and I need a guy to take a shot? Give me Michael. I will say that for the people who hate on LeBron, who talk about the fact that he's not a down-the-stretch killer, there's some truth in that. There's some truth in the fact that, that Michael would put a dagger in your heart, so would Kobe, before LeBron will. But again, let's look at Kobe. Because everybody always says, championships, championships, championships. Well, Kobe Bryant's got five. And he's ranked the 12th best player in NBA history. He's not even in the top 10. So championships are obviously not everything. They're obviously not. No, there's no one factor that determines, you know, the greatest of all time. And the thing is, and you know, you're right. None of us know. Like, that's what sports are for, is for us to have the arguments and for us to be at the bar and, you know, for generational arguments to happen. For my dad to say to me, like, no, he was the greatest. And then my kid kid to say to me, like, no, he's the best. Uh, You're you're both dumb. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it exists for. Um, But I don't know, man. I feel like LeBron really has made the case and as we stand here you know with the same amount of games played keep in mind Michael Jordan retired twice within that run he, he stepped away from the game twice within that run yeah Michael fans say that that actually helps their argument the fact that he was able to win those six titles while he stepped away while still in his prime it's like taking those two years on the heat away so so LeBron constantly penalized for taking time off Oh, he's soft. He takes time off. Jordan takes two years away from the game so he can let his body recover, and that that's no penalization against him at all. No, I again, you and I are more on the same side of this as, as we're not. I just, you know, I'm pointing out what will eventually be said to you. Now, let's look at some more numbers here. MJ had played, so they both play in the same amount of games. LeBron has more assists, more rebounds, has a higher field goal percentage, which means what? He is more. What's the word I'm efficient? looking for? Efficient is the word I was looking for. Thank you. He's more efficient, which in today's basketball, you would have to be. Right? He has a higher field goal percentage. He has a higher three-point percentage, which, again, in today's NBA is what you need. Right. And I believe he has a higher, is it um, plus-minus value. So I, I think the comparison with, with Michael and LeBron's always been a little off. I've heard other people make this argument, and I think it makes more sense. 
that LeBron is more a Magic Johnson type player? I disagree with that. Do I, you I really? People make that argument all the time. I think he has Magic Johnson like skills, but he's not a more Magic Johnson like player. I, I don't think that at all. I really don't. What's the difference for you then? Um, I just think LeBron well definitely has a more physical game than 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 Magic ever. That's did. true. I that mean, is yes, true. He's capable of like very impressive uh, finesse moments where it's like, oh my god, how did yeah, he make that pass? Or but how did Magic he didn't finish at the rim the not way LeBron close. does, not and he close. doesn't. He still doesn't do it the way he did when he first started. But welcome to being in the league forever. Oh no, yeah, he's not the thunderous dunker that he once was. You're going to evolve your game to stay in it longer. It's just the way it works. Um, and exactly, and staying in it longer is where it matters. And it, 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 after 1,000 availability is a big thing. After 1,072 games, Jordan hung it up for the final time. LeBron last night went out and was prolific, dude. He was he, he just 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 played a fantastic game. And you know, I know there's the, the trials and tribulations of the Cavaliers, and oh, they suck, and all oh, dude, ten games and they're terrible, and blah 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 blah. Now nah, they're but gonna be more fine. More likely than not, he's they won that to, game, right? Yes, because it's a game they feel like they have to win because it's the Bucks Eastern Conference. They got Giannis contenders. Right. He wants to keep contenders on the road at bay, and he's won against Boston. He's won against Washington, and he's won against Milwaukee. Right. So, like, Look at the games they've know, lost. It's a decision. Something worth noting there. Um, he's but, resting without but, resting, but he's more than likely going to take another NBA team to contend for a title. And do I know if he wins it or not? No. Do I know if he catches Jordan six or not within the next five years? Probably not. I I, I do not know. That. My guess would be but no. There is something to be celebrated about being able to take your team. To the finals in year fifteen. Year fifteen for Jordan. Game game one thousand seventy two for Jordan. He's wearing the he's wearing the Wizards jersey and they're 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 dumping the bed. Not only that, there was clear erosion in Michael Jordan's game. Uh, 100%. There was clear erosion in Michael Jordan's game that deep into his career. And with LeBron, he seems to be getting better. Like he's getting more efficient. And look, the the knock on him was that he was not a great shooter. Spent an offseason two years ago working on his three point game and then upped it, and I believe had one of the highest three-point percentages in the league. So has a better percentage than Michael Jordan, the right. undisputed greatest of all time. Now, I will say, give me one shot for the ring, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because I grew up in the Michael Jordan era and I was a kid, but if it again, 20 seconds to go on the clock, give Jordan the ball. It's uh, it, it, you know, he said it last year, and it's a ghost that he's never going to be able to catch. And I don't That's think it's true. necessarily, I don't think it's necessarily meaning that like, yo, Jordan's undisputedly better than me. It's just like this, this concept, this, this memory we have of Jordan, this like love we all have of him. And I'm not saying, listen, dude, I'm a LeBron honk. There's no question about it. Yeah, that's true. But, 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 me I, too. I'm not saying that there's not points on the Jordan side of the Plenty. argument. It's not even like, Plenty. it's like, no, it's not even close. No, of course it's close. Like it is a very close race right here. Um, but when 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 all look, that's enough for it to be, dude. Right. The, when I was growing up, there was there never going to be anybody. I don't know, dude. Kareem Abdul Jabbar was really good too, and that's kind of one of those things. And like I said at the yeah, beginning of good. all this, dude, is that this is why sports exist. Is it Joe Montana or is it Tom Brady or is it whoever this next dude is? Is it going to be my you know my kids saying it's Carson Wentz or whoever? You know what I mean? Like, Probably. That's that's what this is all for. Chad Sweetin it says if championships are your criteria, then Bill Russell is the greatest of all time. Not even debatable. Period. End of statement. I would agree, Chad. That is 100% true. Also, uh, and I'm going to say a, guy, a guy's name who most of you might not even know. Robert Ory's got a ton of titles. Big shot Bob right there, dude. And I loved Robert Ory because he played with Akeem Olajuwon, and I was a huge Olajuwon fan. But at the end of the day, Robert Ory is not the greatest basketball player. He's not even close. Probably not even the top 20 greatest basketball players of all time. He's got more titles than LeBron. Does that make Robert Ory a better basketball player than LeBron? More titles than Jordan. He's got eight. Is it eight? I, I I thought it I thought it was more. He was the Nate Dog of the NBA back then. He was you know never the star of the show, but he was on so many singing hits, hooks. It was just ridiculous. Singing Big shop right them there. hooks. We have money up for grabs every single hour on the program. Your opportunities happening right now. 
your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Rock. 1069. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we'll let you take a little listen to Jason Lockenfora, a, uh, a journalist who covers the NFL. And he's got some interesting takes on who's in charge for the Browns organization. Yeah, respected name in the NFL circles for sure, Jason Lockenfora. So I uh, look forward to hearing what he has to say. He spent some time with uh, Baskin and Phelps. The other day, we've highlighted a piece of that audio, about 30 seconds of it. We'll let you take a listen to that at 8 a.m. this morning. Also, 8.10, you'll get hooked up with $1,000. And 8.30, a perfect circle of tickets up for grabs. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. I saw this um, yesterday out of Lansing, Michigan. And I, I I can see both sides of this, and I can see why there's why why people feel like they have great points on both sides of this. And I'm not sure where to come down. So I figured, well, that what better subject to have on the program then, right? Welcome to the Stansberry And show. so Republican lawmakers, they're saying now, Fox 8 is, are renewing their attempt to let gun owners carry their weapons inside Michigan schools, daycare centers, and other, free, uh, other gun-free zones. Okay. So what they want is they, wouldn't, they want concealed pistol license holders with extra training to carry in nine areas that are currently off-limits. The bill is expected to be changed to close a legal loophole that currently lets CPL holders open carry in free gun zones. And essentially, they want teachers having guns in school. And I do get that there's some logic on that side. I really do. I understand why you want that and why people would think, well, if we train people in this. But I think it's a lot of stress to put on a position that already doesn't pay enough money. And you know what I mean? We're already overly, I mean, do you don't even want these people teaching your kid a second way to learn math. Right. So now, right, so, right. so now you want them, you know, with, and again, I'm a pro gun person, but this is honestly, I don't think this, this is the best way to go about it. I really don't. Um, I, I guess the argument to make there is that number one, you're not making these teachers carry guns, right? You're giving them the option to, all right, that's fair. And, I, I didn't use the best wording. And number two is that um, the stress is already there. You know what I mean? Yes, teachers are underpaid, but at the end of the day, you know, we often say about cops is like, well, you just never know what day you're getting yourself into. And that teacher's not the same thing, but at the same time, I think every teacher and every teacher's family probably has a little bit, at the very least, of like, could this happen well, schools, at my school? Well, schools is happen? where this happens a lot. Right, right. So, yes, I mean, maybe it's already there. I don't know if the average teacher no. woke up today thinking that it was going to happen today. No, I don't think you, you, you necessarily wake up, but I think deep down inside you have to have a little bit of that fear. That's why you do those drills every year. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they already are addressing this. So, so, so teachers know that they're going to have to deal with not have to, but could have to deal with a situation where you are responsible for the safety of those children. Yeah, I just am going to keep coming back to this, and this will always be my point on this. We can't get teachers to stop having sex with kids. And now you want to arm them? Uh, Fair. I mean, dude, here's what's going to happen if you arm teachers. Sooner or later, something's going to happen in a school. A teacher's going to have to draw down on a student and have to pull that trigger. Now what? Right? Right? Now what? Now that person's life 
is forever altered. Right. That no family's what, life yeah. is worse off because they lost their kid, mm-hmm. and all because of what exactly? Well, to prevent a mass school shooting. I now I've heard this logic a lot too. Well, what we should do is hire vets, put them in the schools, and have them trained and have them weaponized. Right. Okay, well, first of all, who's going to pay for that? Because you won't pass levies for art class. You're sure as hell not paying for this. Let's be honest, America. Oh, if Stark County was given the option of like, yo, this is going to put I'm telling you right now, it doesn't pass. Doesn't pass. All right. Nope. I'm surprised. What people are going to say is, not raising my taxes. That's what you're going to say. Okay. That is what you're going to say. Also... Get ready for this next conversation in America about guns. And it's all going to become about whether or not you're mentally healthy enough to own a weapon. In America, think about how many times you've posted on Facebook about the fact that you feel depressed. I'm so crazy. I'm so lonely. <laughs> yeah, I don't I know, know this. Yeah. And yeah. When, it, when it becomes your Facebook feed, whether or not you're able to get a weapon, right. welcome to it, America. Right. Why do you, dude, this, I'm telling you, it, dude, all this stuff is, social media, all it is, is a rope long enough for you to, to, to end your, your, your social interaction and end your, your way to make a living. It's, you're going to hang yourself with this stuff. You, you think about the, um, the undiagnosed mental illness, too. I well, mean, there's just plenty, there's going to be plenty of point there. And Correct. the point I'm trying to make is, is that, dude, soldiers are routinely diagnosed with PTSD. And that's going to be the next argument. Well, really? Should, should ex-soldiers really be the ones that are, that are having guns? I mean, if you have PTSD, aren't you going to... I mean, that's going to be one of the next conversations. And if you don't think part of it's going to be, well, let's check and see the percentage of posts you made right. about whether or not you feel sad or depressed. And that's going to weigh into it. Also, get ready for this to become a thing with healthcare. Sooner or later, healthcare is going to be about, well, how many pictures of food did you post over the last two years? Let's take a look at your, at your daily calorie your intake. Here's, look yeah. at you posting yep. pickbacks. I mean, dude, all of this stuff you post online is going to be used against you for more money or to deny you things in the near future. If you don't, I know I sound crazy, but if you don't think that's coming, you're out of your mind. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. I um, I think it's very interesting that even in Stark County, you said, uh, don't raise my taxes over Second Amendment, over soldiers. I just think that's an interesting thought. And like, you know, but I, 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 people, I, guess, I think people care about money more than they care about other things. I guess I guess when it comes, maybe I'm wrong when it comes down to it, like, you know, teachers are their responsibility is to keep children safe. And if you do have an opportunity to save a child's life in what con in, in what confine though, like, or like in what like parameter is it that my teacher's job to keep my kids safe? I mean, that's what, that's what, that's like school's number one priority is when they are there is that they are safe. That, that, that is, that's, that's what schools focus on. Okay. I'll, I'll say this, that if I don't have kids, but if I did my expectation of my skin of my kid's English teacher Let's be honest, it would be honors English, okay. is not to shield my kid from bullets. Like, I, I would want them to do that. That's not my expectation of an English teacher. Um, I, I think that's probably you being a little bit minority there. I think that's you probably really? being different than most. Yeah, I think I think wow. most people, when they send their... For $33,000 a year, huh? Now, you're looking at it in a realistic, logical way. I think most people, when they send them to school, it's like, well, I don't have to take care of them anymore. Of course, they're going to be safe. Of course, they're going to be well-fed. Feed them and shoot. Right, of course, and you're going to educate them, and you're going to do all these different things. No, they're that's not. The they're barely doing have. that. And you're right, and we don't pass school, Evie. So it's like, well, how do you expect these people to do this? And, and, and I, I get that. Oh, you get three months off in the summer, so you don't deserve you more think, money. 
but no, but, they don't. but as far as them having guns, though, in, in, in the concept, you brought up, you know, and we, we're kind of looking at this, or at least I am, from the perspective of stopping a mass shooting. What happens when a kid punches a teacher and he says, I feel like my life was threatened, stand your ground laws? You know what I mean? Like, what happens that's, when a violent, that's a good point. When a violent altercation that's not necessarily Columbine, that's not necessarily, you know, like, like Sandy Hook. Now you're in a bad school district. Right. Let's. I don't care what city. I don't care right. what what kind of neighborhood or you know demographic breakdown. But j- there are rough schools in this country. Right. All over the place. You yes. get four like kids that are in like eleventh grade. Take me. Give me four eleventh grade. Four juniors. Right. And they gang up on a teacher in a hallway. Start punching the teacher in the hallway. Now he pulls the nine millimeter, puts one of them down. You're right. That is going to happen. That is absolutely going to happen. Now what? Now that teacher's racist, or now that teacher's this, or this and that. And I'm telling you, that's going to be the next fight on all of this stuff, is are you mentally healthy enough to carry a gun? And people are going to say, well, put soldiers in schools. Guys, if soldiers have been diagnosed with PTSD, that's, I'm telling you, I don't know if I worry about it. I'm telling you how society will view it. I mean, is the offer is is the answer to this cops? I mean, is it like if if if, if soldiers? I don't like know, to, dude. I mean, uh, right? Aren't, I mean, dude, cops are racist and they're awful, right? But, but if if we're talking at it from not not from like, hey, this is the extreme. I don't believe that. Point, but right. So like, as you stand here, I'm not I'm not asking for like, hey, what is the leftist hard? You know, what is what does Lena Dunham think? I'm saying like, is that a logical answer? Is that a way to look at it? Anne writes in and says, "Ask me nine years ago, I would have had said no to guns in school. I now have two children in uh, in school, and I am welcoming the fact that my school is taking action to provide better protection for my kids. There is no." greater fear than knowing that there is a possibility even if slight that your child could be put in a helpless situation i am not expecting my child's teacher to step in front of a bullet for my kid they have a family as well but i do expect my school to protect my child he is in their care in today's world protection must be provided i will admit that you know again like we were saying earlier the world changes really really fast these days and so we are going to have to do some things that were, would not have been okay in the america i grew up in we were go- we are going to have to do that all right i just I mean, dude, we're, we have a problem with teachers being well enough, like, whether or not they're qualified to teach the courses that they're teaching, right? Like, don't we have teachers teaching courses in this country that, that don't have a degree in what it is they're teaching? Oh, I mean, underqualified teachers. Sure. I mean, that's yeah. going to be a thing. So I'm not sure we add guns on top of this. I, I guess if the problem's going to present itself anyway, it's and like, again, I'm pro gun. I I, I I I I I don't know if that if that's enough reason to to arm them, but I think at the very least it's worth looking at the conversation. I I also will say this: you got to understand that a lot of people who want to be teachers are going to be anti-gun people. It's just part of that. Same thing. I think that the, the, I don't think I'm crazy here. I think there's going to be a lot of them that are going to be left leaning. That aren't necessarily going to be, you know what I mean? That aren't going to be pro gun. Who are going to say to themselves, "This is what I have to do to teach kids their ABCs." Now I don't want to do it anymore. And I think what will happen in the end is you're going to push qualified people away from a job because of what you're going to ask out of them for thirty three thousand dollars a year. Now I'm just pulling a number out of the sky from somebody who Fair told number. Me, who told me they were a teacher two months ago and gave me that number. Fair number. I mean, my sister in law's in education makes a lot more money than that, but she's a rarity. She's not the rule. She's the exception to the rule. 
And so like that, and again, just because she's a specialist in education, she's not, I don't want to say just a teacher, but she's not a teacher. She's a specialist, and therefore she's been able to carve out a little bit of a better living for herself. But most teachers are wildly underpaid. I'm one of those people, again, I don't have kids, but I'll always vote for school levies because I think qualified programs lead to better communities and less crime. I think if you keep kids in class after school and there's more programs and art and music and all that stuff, you keep kids busy. Idle hands are the devil's playground. I must have heard my father, the minister, say that a million times when I was growing up, and I totally believe it. And I think more programs in schools probably help less violence in the community, and therefore I will always vote for school levies. But if you're not voting for for kickball, you sure as hell ain't voting for 9 millimeters in school. That much I know. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, where at 8.30, you'll get hooked up with the Perfect Circle tickets. Also, 8.10, a little bit before that, we'll pass out $1,000. Your next keyword happens at 8.10. I just talked to my good buddy. His name's Sean. Yeah. He works at a uh, iHeartRadio rock station. Okay. In Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. WEBN. He was like, yo, man, I was driving to the studio yesterday, downtown Cincinnati. So like, I come up to a stoplight, and you're never going to guess what I saw. So what'd you see? What'd you see? Yeah. A Stansbury Show sticker on the car in front of me. Beautiful. And I, he's like, dude, get the hell out of my town. <laughs> like, no way, man. Hey, man, you listen worldwide. Take it over. Yeah. I love the Natty. It's a great city. Yeah, it is a good town. I mean, it honestly is. Like, I, I, Don't get me wrong. Cleveland's great. Columbus is great, too. But it's kind of that slept on big city in Ohio. It really is. If you got a chance to go, you should. Yeah, Cincinnati's great. Even better when you got Stansbury Show listeners out there, twenty million strong, dude representing. I, I just, I, you know, he was, I was like, I was like, Sean, you work on a show that's very, very good. Yeah, like I, I think you guys are, you know what I mean? You guys, you, right. you guys are going to be pretty good. We'll trade spots. <laughs> no, I don't know, I, dude. I like where I'm at. Have you ever noticed dude, when you wake up after a night of partying too hard? Maybe first Friday, you wake up Saturday, and it's like, oh my god, dude, I got a little diarrhea thing going on. Oh yeah, of course. That dude. happens, right? Oh yeah, especially if it's a uh, if it's a liquor filled evening. That's that's definitely that affects you more. You think? For okay. me. more than beer, yeah. They say alcohol can actually irritate the lining of your intestines, which makes them leak fluid into your gut, <laughs> <laughs> but also makes their muscle contractions stronger and more frequent. Okay, those are the same contractions that trigger your urge to go right. as they move waste through your system. If those contractions are on overdrive, Fantone, they may be pushing your poop out before your intestines have the chance to absorb extra water from the waste, therefore a looser stool. That's why you got all the diarrhea. It's more diarrhea there. Okay. On top of becoming leaky and overly active, your irritated <laughs> intestines may have trouble doing their usual job of absorbing fluid when you're drunk, leaving your poop in a pre <laughs> a pre hydrated state. I could have made it through all of that without laughing had you not laughed. Thus, there is a triple whammy happening, they say here. Three of them. Three whammies going on. All right, let's get it out. Yeah, your intestines are being triple teamed like Lexi Bell, and they're getting too much fluid exiting, too little being absorbed, and the gut working overtime to push things out the door. I guess that all makes sense. You know what I mean? Like your body's not absorbing the liquid and, and you binge drink last night. And, you know, you, I, I totally see that. And it happens to me, honestly, like I'm not a uh, I'm not a drink a two beer guy. Like I'm like, oh, just have this with dinner. If I'm going out like I'm going out and trying to get drunk. Like I'm drinking 10 beers. And yeah, man, I totally can think of probably I'd say at least 50 percent of time after activities like that. I'm, I'm sitting there on the toilet just like, oh, geez, man. I uh now, I always thought, but I guess this isn't true, because they, they don't even mention it. I honestly thought 
that part of what was happening with the diarrhea issue after partying too hard the night before was is that normally at the end of night of drinking too yeah. much, what do I do? I shove my face full of food, right. trying to, you know what I mean? Like, man, I'm drunk and I'm hungry. I just want something. Right, as opposed to every other day when Stansberry's just shoving food down his gullet. Okay, all right, this time you're drunk. You bro. know, I, do, I hate you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't, I don't know what, I mean, I did, apparently this will not stop until you get punched in the face. Like, I don't. I don't understand it. But I thought it was about the food I was putting in my system late at night. They say no. I also read an article the other day talked about if you're waking up after you know a weekend of drinking too much and you have guilt yeah. because you feel like you did some stupid things, yeah. you're not alone. Apparently, it's like 80%. I don't have the article pulled up in front of me. It's like 80% of people say that they wake up after drinking and regret something that happened the night before. Now, that certainly has happened to me, but I wouldn't say like, Every time, you know what I mean? Like most well, times it's just like, man, I got drunk and I couldn't, and I, and I disappointed my girlfriend in the bedroom. You know what I mean? It's not like, I'm not like ashamed. If it's, it, well, if, I would say if that happens every time you drink, you probably should reach out to a healthcare <laughs> professional and maybe, and maybe stop. But I can admit like, that's why I'm drinking less now than I ever have right. is because like, I'll go out and then I'll wake up the next morning. I'll read through my text messages and be like, dude, you told her to do what to your watch? Like you can't do that. Are you a, are you a blackout slash brownout kind of person there? Is that happening to you for Oh God. Ah, dude, I mean, really? like in my life, I, I mean, I can't even count how many times I've blacked Not out. In my life, yes, but I'm saying over the past, like this, the tenure of this show, do you feel like you're blacking out, browning out pretty frequently? I blacked out once while living in Canton, Ohio. Really? Yeah, it was when I first moved down here, and uh, I, <laughs> dude, I was drinking in the bars, and I had met a, I had met a, a couple of friends out, and then they left, and somehow. I ended over by like 30 in Raff Road. Like, dude, and I walked like from George's. I ended up there and I ended up, next thing I know, I was at that speedway across the street from McDonald's right there. Off, it was that's Raff Road right there, right? I believe so, yeah. And I couldn't, and I was brand new here, had no idea where I was. Pulled up Uber on my phone. The guy comes and picks me up. I got him food from that McDonald's, by the way. And then, like, the guy takes me home and I was like, dude, it took us like three minutes to get here. And he was like, yeah, dude, you were right around. The- he's like, how the hell did you get over there? I was like, I don't know, man. I was walking down the street. I fell down like four times. Like it was, dude. At some point, I had my thumb out. Like I was trying, like, I, was, I was trying to like thumb at home. And I remember it was like when Aerosmith was coming here. And I remember thinking to myself, if any of you jerks knew I had Aerosmith tickets for you, you would have stopped and picked me up and taken me home for Christ's sakes. But that was like the only time I've blacked out here. I remember they woke me up at George's. Like I like because you're not allowed to sleep in bars. You shouldn't no, do that. You shouldn't. And I fell asleep on the bar, and they woke up. They're like, "Dude, uh, you of all people probably should not be passed out face down at the bar." Also, your food's here. <laughs> so I did, yeah. And then I went out after that and went somewhere else. I don't. Yeah, that night got way out of hand. But no, I. The older I get, I really try not to be that irresponsible anymore. But who knows? The weekend's a few days away. Let's find out. Let's see if maybe we can do it again. We'll get you guys hooked up with $1,000. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. You'll get your $1,000 here momentarily. Morell tweets in and says, For someone who loathes Sublime as much as you do, Stansberry, there sure is an awful lot of it played during the show. You're right, and this is one of the things here where I will never take Sublime out. If it's scheduled to play, I always play it because I never want to be accused of running this thing solely for me and what I like. It's The show's always about you. It's never about me. I hate Sublime, would never willingly listen to it, but I know a lot of you like it. That's why I'll never take it out. How many bartenders hate Budweiser? You know what I mean? I'm not trying to knock Budweiser, but like it's not it's not us drinking it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like... No, it's for you. Yeah. I, uh, I I would imagine she's writing this in because she also does not like Sublime. 
plan. But it's one of the reasons why I'll never take it out because I never want to be accused of of only you know curtailing this to my taste. And so you're saying she does not practice santeria. <laughs> she does not. She did not put that belt on straight down Sancho's throat, did she? No. Okay. It would never be my taste anyway. I mean, it's like the radio is never going to play Kaiser and Dozer and like Mothership and Scorpion Child and the Sword and those are all the bands I like. But. I mean, it's just, and most people don't. Like, 10 people in the world know who the sword is. It's like, you know what I mean? They're not popular enough for all that. Browns fans have been asking a question recently, and I was never even aware that this was going to be a huge issue, but they've been concerned about whether or not D Haslam, not Jimmy, but D Haslam, has too much control in what's happening. So Jason Locke and Forrest spent some time with uh, Baskin and Phelps yesterday, or the other day. I'm not sure exactly when this was. But we took a little piece of it. And we have Jason Lockenfora from the NFL here, or who covers the NFL, rather, giving you an insight as to what D's role in the organization is. Well, I mean, it's, it's their team, and, and it's their enterprise, and, and it's become increasingly a family business. So that, that's just part of an ongoing trend. I mean, anybody will tell you D Haslam is really, she is the person who runs the Cleveland Browns. Wow, and everything eventually goes through her. Whether you present it to Jimmy and Jimmy Esther, and again, I'm not making an editorial statement about this. I'm just saying that that is the dominant perception within that building that the buck stops ultimately with D. Now, like any good household, the woman runs it. I know the man puts on the front. I'm the man. I wear the pants. No, you don't. Your wife runs the goddamn show, dude. That's why you have to be home at a certain time every yeah. day after work. It's because your wife makes the trains run on time. The wife's in charge. That's why anytime I ask a buddy to go play golf, I don't know. Let me ask the wife. And yet, if her friend calls and says, let's go to Kohl's, she ain't asking you. She's grabbing the purse and the keys, telling you she's going to Kohl's, dude, Using because your cash. wife is in charge, you little coward. And so I guess I should not be, conv- I should not be that... I guess shocked that D Haslam's running the show. Now, there's definite point to what you're saying there of like women probably take care of most of the finances and the day to day operations of your household. And yeah, I mean there's even a little bit of like what you eat. I don't you know, I don't I don't like ask my girlfriend permission, but I run things by her because it's like, well, you're a part of this equation as well. But my girlfriend doesn't come do my job. Do you know what I'm saying? And like your job I mean, like, is that I don't know, they doesn't she isn't she the one with the money? Like, I don't know. I believe, now don't quote me here, but I believe I remember hearing once upon a time that really his empire was built off the backs of her family money. I do not know. I do not know. I may be wrong on that, but I remember being told that by somebody, and I have no idea if they were right about it. You know, you're going to hear a lot of ignorant people say, a woman, no wonder why they don't win any games. She know what the hell does she know? Well... First of all, women can know every bit as much about football as the average fan. I always say this about football. It's a very complicated game. If I took an average fan who watches five games a week, I bet he doesn't know as much about the rules as they think they know. Myself included. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, don't, I, I will never buy into the, the woman can't know what a man could know about football because that's just ridiculous. Well, and how many guys have had very successful careers within the NFL in the sense of whether they were a, a, an, an, an administrator or some sort of like, you know, never having played football on a professional right. level. There's countless guys. There's a so bunch there's no of guys. to say that women couldn't do it. But is, I mean, and I guess really though, is D Haslam any more or less qualified than Jimmy? So like, no. what do I care? No. You know what I mean? Like, Now I will say Jimmy Haslam, and I've always said this about him, he kind of comes off to me like one of those guys who's married and yet calls his wife mother. <laughs> 
come on, mother. Let's go to Denny's, mother. Like he Vice looks President like, Pence there, like okay. he looks like a guy who calls his wife mother. Okay, that is weird, dude. Like That's a total really cuck. Weird. That's really are you dropping cucks on him now? I, I do. I do. Very dropping cucks on. Him. I do. Okay. I think it's just Miles Garrett in the corner of the bedroom okay. just going to town while Jimmy's like, yeah, do it because I can't. Okay. Like I feel like he is one of those. <laughs> okay. Okay. He's a he's an old man who calls his wife mother, and those dudes can never be trusted, ever. <laughs> Maybe a little farther cuck. Maybe a little cease and desist coming down the pipeline here. Who knows? Oh my god, dude! Tell me that would be great. <laughs> hey, dude, you can never talk about the Browns ever again. <laughs> Woo! Amazing. Fantone always says it best about that organization. For a team that sucks as bad as they do, they constantly supply storylines. Always something to talk about. Always. Something to talk about. Let's get you hooked up with that $1,000. That's right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a 6-9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 1069, a guy wrote in on Twitter. He said, Stansbury, I heard you like the sword. They're way more popular than you think. Guitar Hero used their song Freya in their game. And they did. Yeah. Okay. They also used Demon Cleaner by Caius. Nobody knows who Caius is. Yeah, I don't like, know. Like, I mean, it's like, again, I saw the sword. I always go when they play. I think it was two years ago. I saw him at the Grog Shop. There was under 200 people there. Well, when you're playing the Grog Shop, I mean, that alone is proof positive that you're yeah. probably not that Well, he thinks popular. it's because live entertainment isn't what it used to be. Ticket sales are down across the board. That's a little bit true, but Post Malone sold out in 10 seconds. Yeah. Or 10 minutes or whatever yeah. it was. So, I mean, come on. Dude, when something's popular, people are buying the tickets to go. And it's not a slam against the sword. It's Nobody's not. Like, Yo, the sword sucks. It's honestly, it's one of those things I always talk about where people like, they want to tell everybody about their favorite band and then the moment they become super popular, now they hate it. And so there's a little bit of me that's like, I kind of like the fact that the sword's not like the most well-known thing in the world because it's still kind of cool to me. Another guy writes in and says, if you like the sword, there's a local band called Stone Slinger. Stone Slinger. And he says they sound a lot uh, like them. If you haven't heard of them, you should check them out. Maybe an, 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 uh, you know, a new Turn Tuesday submission. All right. Well, I assume the drummer of Stone Slinger is probably listening right now. While and wrote that tweet. While, while he's driving into <laughs> work. Yeah, I mean, so all right. Probably let's... wrote that tweet. But uh, honestly, if they sound like the sword, I do want to hear that. I'm a big fan of the sword. Stone Slinger. Love that band. I like that. It's been a few albums ago now, but Warp Riders was so good. God, was that album good. We have a perfect circle tickets. We'll pass those out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. This is becoming a more and more popular thing these days. All right, you know what? Popular is probably not the right word. Necessary is probably the right word here. Where a business has to come out and say, no, I don't want those people buying my products. Right? And this is now happening to Papa John's. As he came out the other day, was it about a week ago maybe, and said that the national anthem protests are affecting the pizza business. Right. And we kind of pointed out to you that it's like, well, he pulled a lot of his advertising away from the NFL. And so, therefore, that's probably what did it. Because I maintain that food, I can tell you, I'm moved around the board pretty easily with food. You keep advertising it, you keep saying it, I'm going to do it. And so, whatever the more, what, whoever's running the more ads for pizza on Sunday, I'm guessing is, is who's selling the most pizza. Yeah. I mean, you know. And what's in your area. He brought up the fact of, you know, well, ratings and the controversy and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, you also have to factor in, much like this guy tried to, um, 
um, ratings across the board are down. So it's not just the NFL. It's Fox in general. It's it's cable in general. It's it's television in general. Yeah, I think network TV is down 8%. The uh-huh. f- football's only down 5 mm-hmm. So it's actually trending better than most network TV. So a, a neo-Nazi website. Jeez. The Daily Stormer. Okay. Yes, I am familiar. Claimed that Papa John's was the official pizza, pizza of the alt-right. The website posted a photo of pizza with pepperoni in the shapes of a swastika. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Papa John's has now denounced those supporters. They say here, we condemn racism in all forms and any and all hate groups that support it. Papa John's Senior Director of Public Relations, Peter Collins, had said that. We do not want these individuals or groups to buy our pizza. Now, here's what they really mean to say is, we want them to buy our pizza. We wish they'd shut up yeah, about it. Yeah, don't talk about it. Just don't, because just don't talk about like it. Like any brand. Like this is a brand. Rock 106.9 sure. is a brand. The Rock Mother. The Stansberry Show is a brand. Okay? I want everyone to listen. If you found out that the Stansberry Show was the number one radio choice for pedophiles in Canton, Ohio, you're backing off that one, right? I mean, I'm not going to put it on the bumper sticker, but you're—I mean—you're going to make a statement against it, right? I am going to distance myself from things that I don't agree with. Yes, but I have always said that I can't take responsibility for what people in the audience do or say no, or think. No, but that's different than not than than discouraging. Oh, I understand. People. I live in a world where Papa John's has to do this. Like, I get that, and it's smart business to do it. Is it? I mean, as, yeah. As, but 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 as, you can't let it hang out there that you're the Nazi pizza people. Some very good people on that side. We talk about the alt right, like you know what I'm saying. That's that's a quote from the president of the United States of America. So is it really? Is it really that far out of bounds? And 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 if it wasn't for the illegals that voted, I mean, that's majority of Americans believe in that, right? I don't believe in that. I don't buy that. I just. Stop being so PC, I guess. It's been, it is so incredibly difficult to run a business in this America today. It, is. it, is. it, it really is. Because now, if you're not all for something, you're anti it, which is crazy. I don't know why people just can be like, well, dude, I just, dude, I just want to, like, Michael Jordan, Republicans buy shoes too. I don't know why Papa John's can't just be like, dude, we just want to sell pizza. Well, because I guess what it is, is if you're going to get the bonus points for the good causes you champion, you're also trying to get the bonus points for the bad causes well, you're against. Again, and if somebody wants to make the argument that companies need to pull back from and what they're supporting breast cancer and and stop doing so much and stop trying to like look like you're the best business in America, maybe. But how many more? How 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 effective is that? Is isn't it more effective to be like, yo, hey, it's ball cancer month, and you know is we're going to sell more Pepsi? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, 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 if the reason well, why there's all these pink things is because they keep selling. It's obviously effective, or people would back off of it. Uh, I think that there's money in convincing people you're doing the right thing. Right. So by convincing them that you're doing the right thing, you also have to be against the wrong things. I mean, you should be against the wrong things, but who's deciding what the right and wrong things are? I guess you as your company, you as... as, That's what I'm saying, is that it used to just be you could just open a pizza shop and sell pizza. Nobody cared about anything else. Just sell me pizza. And honestly, and I know it's never going back this way, but that's the way I would prefer it. 
I wish I didn't know what the politics of companies were. Ow. I mean, I guess, you know, there are businesses that run that way. I mean, we don't know what Pizza Hut thinks, right? No, so and like- that's probably why they're still selling a ton of pizza. It's because they just shut their mouths, make a decent product, and deliver it to your house. And Pizza Hut's delicious. I know that's like, oh, dude, you got to support local mom and pop businesses, and there's a bunch of great pizza joints in Canton. God, do I love Pizza Hut. It's so effing good. So it's good, it's very it's very American. Oh, it, dude, those wings, dude, the breadsticks, man. I oh, love you think their wings are good? Oh, dude, it's one of the best things on the menu. They're huge, they're meaty, they're never frozen, dude. I love Pizza Hut wings. Oh yeah, no, I wouldn't go. That wouldn't be my first choice there. Again, I'm a but I'm a pizza purist. I I do prefer. I do, man. I hope I'm not cutting. <laughs> Myself out of some money down the road here, yeah. but I, uh, I I do prefer a mom and pop pizza to a chain. Your boy will take the Pizza Hut money. Don't worry. Yo, it's Fantone here for Pizza Hut. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, you're probably more likely to find me at Napoli's or Krause's or Pizza Oven. One of those three. See Canton, I love you. See Canton, I know all the things. I love you. I just I I don't know as a former small business owner. I don't even want to own a business today. I, I guess maybe the more frustrating thing here to me is like 25 years ago, it's not that I didn't care if about what Papa John's politics were. I just knew it's like, well, of course they're anti-Nazi. Like, of course they are. What are we talking about? Of course I mean, they're anti-Nazi. Nazi? But nowadays, there are people out there who you do have to you. you do have you to think he's evil? Yourself. Do you think that guy's bad behind closed doors? Uh, evil? No, no, I'm not. Do you think he's racist? Evil. Um, I, no, I don't necessarily think he's racist. I just don't think he necessarily puts the greater good in front of his own, you know. But no, I don't think he's evil. Well, welcome to CEOs, well, you know what I, I mean? mean? Yeah, and, and I, I guess, like, is there a little bit of, like, yes, yeah, somebody of that position is probably going to have some, you know, I don't want to say skeletons in the closet, but at the very least, uh, some some issues. Yeah, but I, I don't think Papa John's is, like, sitting there plotting the demise of black people. No, I don't like, buy that either. I don't buy that either. I mean... They got to sell pizza to everybody. That's the only way you get to be as big as they are is by selling pizza to everybody. It's just, I can't believe, dude, if you would have told me 10 years ago, business owners are going to have to come out and claim they're not Nazis, I would have been like, what? No, they don't. Hey. It's just, it is becoming, and you got to think about this. As a guy, I'm telling you, as a guy who's owned multiple businesses in his life, I'm telling you right now, I would have zero interest and owning a business. And you can listen to that and hear that and go, okay, well, who cares? But think about it. If that's true of me, how long is it before it's going to be true of more and more and more people? And then where are all of you going to go to work? When business owners are like, well, wait a minute, dude. If I, don't, if, if I have to do all this, I mean, dude, eventually this is what's going to happen. Is people are going to be like, dude, it's not even worth it running a business anymore. All I have to do is spend 90% of my time telling people I'm not a Nazi. Not a Nazi. Not a Nazi. A Perfect Circle tickets up for grabs next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here. When you get in a car accident. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. We have a Perfect Circle tickets. That show's November 18th, Wolstein Center at CSU. We'll get you hooked up here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. Yeah. I know a lot of people listen to the program, huge wrestling fans. And so, because of last night being the premiere of the 30 for 30 of the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, we have the wrestling nickname generator. 
Yeah. Online for you at WRQK.com. Okay. My name would be Rocky Dragon. Rocky Dragon. Which makes me think I, I don't know why, because none of the names none of the names are the same, but it makes me think oh, well, Ricky the Steamboat Dragon. There you go. Ricky the Steamboat was one of the all-time greats right there. He was huge when I was growing up. I uh, I'm very excited to go home and watch this uh 30 for 30 on the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Uh, it is a great time to be a professional wrestling fan. You know, not only do they have a lot of nostalgia acts going on. They've also got a little event going on this Saturday in beautiful Canton, Ohio. Ohio Championship Wrestling Bash at the Babe 2. It's all going down at the J.B. Stern Center. Is this why Juice Jennings all over my timeline? Oh, yeah, dude. Juice Jennings, he wants some. There's no doubt. Uh, he's going for the OCW Heavyweight Championship against Dark Star Matt Taylor. Tickets are still available. Stop by the J. Babe Stern Center right there on 13th on the southwest I'll side. You, dude, Juice Jennings is going for his GED. That's, or that's what wrestling.net, dude. You can get tickets. That's what Juice Jennings is going for. He, like, yeah, he tried to bait me yesterday. It's tables, ladders, and chairs match on Saturday. Oh, TLC right there. <laughs> dude, let me just tell you. All right, I love you, and I, I know you're into this wrestling stuff, but, dude, this is not the WWE, and somebody's going to get their neck broken on a ladder. You're going to be standing there, and now it's going to be Rock 106.9, you know what I mean? It hires people that break people's necks. I'm not doing anything. Your boy will be on color commentary. Wow, dude, so you pretty much keep it consistent no matter what job you're at, huh? <laughs> the, the action will all be taking place in the ring right there. Yeah, Juice Jennings can go to hell. Juice Jennings can go to hell. He's like, oh, who's your biggest competitor? Whose show can I get on? Yeah, I told him. I was like, there isn't one. Who's, yeah, go, dude, go on Q92. Go on Mix 94.1, bro. I mean, like, I hate to say this, but I bet all those other shows are smart enough to distance themselves from Ohio <laughs> Championship Wrestling. Apparently, I'm the big dummy in all of Stark County. But the wrestling nickname generator, online for you, WRQK.com. It's also at Facebook.com slash Stansberry Show. That's how you can find that. Perfect Circle Tickets. Momentarily. So we were talking about Papa John's before the break, and somebody yeah. said to me, like, dude, I cannot believe you haven't gone into this since it's become like a topic of conversation in the country. I cannot believe there's something happening with pizza that you have not discussed yet. Okay. They say you're very vocal about pineapple on pizza. Yeah. You're not a fan. And the new, I guess, trend in pizza, and I don't get this one at all, is strawberries. On pizza? And they were like, dude, what's your take on that? Jeez. Dude, fruit and pizza, I'm not down. Like, I don't get it. Um, all right, let me find. Well, no, you know what? I think if it's going to be a comparable pizza to a Hawaiian pizza, which we've got ham and pineapple on. If I mean, throw- strawberries and pineapple aren't that different. Yeah, if I threw, if you threw a couple of slices of strawberry on top of there, I think your boy could get down. Now, I'm one of those people. I like things that taste like strawberries. Right. I don't want to eat a strawberry. The texture of a strawberry yeah. kind of throws me off. No, I really like strawberries. So, no, nah, the I think seeds I could- and... I think I could get down with that. I mean, it's not like that's going to be my number one favorite pizza of all time. What do you time. put? I mean, dude, is pepperoni and strawberry? I mean, that's the picture I'm looking at. I know. I think you got to do it Hawaiian style. I think you got the, the ham, the pineapple, and the strawberries together there. Just um, sounds gross to me. The, now, you could totally come up with a fruit pizza that I would eat in the sense of, well, if you made it with like a cream cheese sauce as opposed to like a oh, as opposed to like tomato sauce. You that know what I'm worse. saying? Well, I mean, like that sweet cream cheese, like frosting almost that they made. And like you put fruit on top of that, I could you bake that. I could do. I that. I mean, they make dessert pizzas in a, in a right. similar fashion, right? So like, I could do that, but that's different than like you know that heavy tomato sauce and mozzarella. With the, if, it, if it's just strawberries on top of that, yeah, you're probably right. It's not going to be very good. Have you seen uh, this? This is uh, another thing that's happening right now. That's like all the rage. Okay. And, uh, we were gonna. I was gonna wait till the end of nine o'clock, but we'll just do it now. There's okay. apparently now they're selling Hidden Valley Ranch and kegs. Like you can buy like a pony keg of Hidden Valley Ranch. 
And, dude, I got to be honest with you. I'm not a ranch fan, but there's something Kid Rock about. Oh, unquestionably. There is bro. something very white trash about dousing everything in ranch dressing. Yes, dude. There's no doubt. Put on a pair of jean shorts and listen to American like, Badass. I, yes. Oh, I. Okay, I guess the tomato is a fruit, technically. Thank oh, you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, we all good. Technically, well, if you really think about it. Well, Ratchet White Girl says. Okay, so all like, right. There, there right. we go. I know. All of a sudden, Sansbury's like, okay, well, that <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, right. I know, Missy. I, I, you're right. I, I guess technically, technically. We, I guess we all eat fruit. On pizza, I guess on some level there. I uh, what was I? Oh yeah, the, the, so, so dude, I do. I think dousing everything in ranch dressing is kind of white trash. Like I wish you people that were that heavily into ranch dressing would be that heavily into deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like let's apply as much deodorant on you as you do ranch on fries. Now I get down with ranch dressing. I feel like it's a pretty diverse condiment. I I like it on I don't know most things, but I don't know like a pony keg of ranch like. Just sounds gross. How long is that going to take me to use? You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I using that for like three years? And all of a sudden I've just got like three year old ranch sitting at the bottom of that. Like ranch is one of those things where I won't go out of my way to order it off of something I want. But I would never add it to anything. Okay, so if it's like a buffalo ranch sandwich, you're gonna be like, okay. I'm very much like I'm the same way with sour cream. I, I like I'm I I don't want to make people jump through hoops at Taco Bell to make my food for me. So I'll just add more hot sauce to it to combat the sour cream. Really? But sour cream is a condiment. Mayonnaise is like this, and I love mayonnaise. But a lot of condiments are actually like this. You gotta watch how much you put on it. Otherwise, that's the only thing you taste. Sure. And sure. I will never. I will never understand the ranch on pizza thing. Like, I don't get that. I'll do it. I don't do it all the time, but it's I'll do it. It's so effing hillbilly. I do it with chicken wings. That makes more sense. I don't know. It's, to me, it's all the same. It's like, you got, what do you got, that, that warm-ass barbecue sauce? Although, yeah, no, like, like, I would not put a barbecue wing in, in ranch. I would um, not do that. I, uh, I, I I get down with ranch, but it definitely wouldn't be, like, the condiment I wanted a keg of. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm picking that... Oh, I think barbecue sauce would have to be I got, the keg. I got Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce in front of it. Yeah, Sweet got, Baby Ray's is good. I got hot sauce in front of it, and I got nacho cheese in front of it. There's three right out of the gate that I want more than ranch. Dude, nacho cheese the sleeper. Just don't, a keg of it, bro. I don't, I, you know, I don't even think about that as a condiment first on the list. I got to tell you, dude, you're right. I mean, Speedway's got the pump right there, and it's because they know. It's because they know. I, yeah, yeah. What's ranch? your keg? What do you, you got to pick a keg of condiment here, buddy? What do you, what do you got? What do I use most? Of? I mean, dude, ketchup. I mean, because it's gonna okay. last forever. It's classic. Although I don't eat a lot of French fries at home. Yeah, you don't. No, I'm going nacho cheese, dude. I like because it. whatever I bring home, Just like I can things. add it. Like, dude, you bring a bring a, a Big Mac home. Nacho cheese is gonna work. Bringing home a Roman burger, slather that bad boy in it. Dude. Yeah, which that's what I do with the nacho cheese. What I do with the cheese cup. Everybody waste that on the fries. That's a rookie move. I worked at Mister Hero in high school. Know the move. That thing is perfectly angled and cut now. Because dude, Jose up there on Tusk knows what he's doing. And Chico, dude. Chico, Chico that's Chico. right. Chico, sorry. And to where it's like perfectly. Like angled in like to a point on the end of that thing to get to the bottom of that ring and that and, uh, the of the cup there to get every you know what I'm anybody surprised I'm 250 pounds anybody anyway 
I'm sorry, dude. Ranch on pizza is disgusting. The, dude, the amount of times I've seen that on a date and a thought to myself across the table, yeah, you're not getting late tonight, sweetheart. Like, honestly, I know that's way too judgmental, but like, I, honestly, I just look at it and I'm like, oh my God, dude, what are you going to rip the sleeves off your shirt next? Kicks across Canton just putting ranch on everything. Oh, I don't have to have sex with Stansbury if I do this? Honestly, here's what I think of when I watch somebody dump ranch all over pizza. Like, all I see then after that is a picture of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Like, oh! <laughs> that's all I see. You might as well get the two by four and <laughs> knock your front teeth out and because that's what I see with ranch on pizza. You'll get hooked up with $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Kansas 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. You're shot at $1,000 momentarily here. On Rock 106.9, your next keyword's coming up at 9.10. Uh, people have a lot to say about my opinion on ranch dressing on pizza. Okay. Brian writes in and says, dude, I put ranch on everything and you're so right. I feel very disgusting for doing it, but it's just one of those things I have to do. Um, and then somebody else corrects me. You don't douse it, moron. You drizzle it. Well, you can douse it, man. Uh, okay, I mean, I guess. Don't I, get douse it, drizzle it, do whatever the hell you want. Now, I get... Like taste and flavor combinations, like salty sweet. Like right. I get that. I get how that's a thing. Although right. did you see this now, I guess there's salted caramel Pepsi that's coming out now. Mm. That sounds very sweet to me. Pepsi's always a little sweet. I, it's not that I dislike it. I like it just fine. But it's a little sweeter than like Coca Cola is. Yeah. At least it it t- tastes sweeter. I think Coke actually has more sugar. People like to point out a lot. But yeah, but I mean, it tastes sweeter. It's kind of how like a Krispy Kreme always tastes really, really sweet to me. That's that's why they won the quote unquote Pepsi challenge when that was a thing is because you took that little sip of it and it was really sweet and you loved it, but then you wouldn't finish a whole can of it. So um, I, uh, I I I guess you can douse it, drizzle it, do whatever you want with ranch dressing, but it's still like trash. I, mean, I think <laughs> it kind of is. It's delicious, and it's such a fat ass American thing to do. Too. You're already shoving pizza down your throat, dude. And now you're pouring liquid fat on right, top of just it. Just load it on, baby. That is, that's, that's as America as you can get. Chris writes in and says, 40-some years old, obsessed with video games, but ranch on pizza is your deal breaker. <laughs> Watch out, ladies. He's a keeper. All right. Fair. Which, by the way, dude, I might have to delete the new Call of Duty off of my hard drive. Okay. I mean, dude, the day just got away from me yesterday. Okay. Like, right. I went home, and I was like, all right, dude, just put a, put a little bit of time into this. And then the next thing, I was like, all right, well, I'll eat lunch in an hour. All right, I'll eat lunch an hour from now. And, the, dude, I, I didn't eat. And think about that. Jeez. I did not eat because I could not be ripped away. I mean, the addiction to Call of Duty World War II that I have, honestly, it's strong, bro. It is strong. Now, do you have any, what do I want to say, accolades that you can brag of here? Is there any accomplishments that you made? Have you leveled up on anything? Well, I'm a, num- I'm, I'm, I'm a level 46. <laughs> He's so proud of himself, too, dude. I know when Dan feels good about himself, and this is one of those moments, dude. So proud of him. Level 46. I, I, okay. I'm a level 46. Okay. I believe 55 <laughs> is where you prestige. So okay. we'll, we'll, be, right, we'll, be there. we'll be there by the weekend for sure. Um, I used my, I will say, I used my my permanent unlock token Okay. on the BAR last night. Okay. It was a very good choice. Uh, I, I chose not to use it until late in the game. 
Uh, I believe you get another one after you prestige, uh, every time you prestige, so I will get another permanent unlock uh, token. I'll probably use that on the MP40. First of all, what? What the hell are we talking well, about? Well, the MP40, buddy, is a is a submachine gun. Okay. Compact. Okay. And, and, and most used for in the trenches. And now, do you beat this game, or do you keep no. playing it forever? You never beat it. Okay. It's, uh, it's, it's, you know, that's what, that's what makes these games great, is that... You're basically playing against other people. You never save the princess. No. Okay. There is no princess. Okay. This is war, dude. But yeah, but you kill Hitler eventually, right? No. Like, no. No. Well, no. I, now here's the thing: if you play the campaign, which I have, I have not played the campaign of a single like first-person shooter I've bought in the last ten years. Okay. Like I just don't do it. Okay. To me, it, they're always short. Feels like a waste, and I'd rather go online and play against other people. Play against twelve-year-olds. Okay. But do, not well. Yeah. I mean, okay, fourteen-year-olds. I'm sorry. No, there are people my, my age doing this. Well, I will tell <laughs> you, right. I do. You mute the mics sometime though, because when you do hear a ten-year-old, you're like, oh, oh my god, I can't believe I'm doing this with this person. First of all, Jeez. I can't believe a ten-year-old made me throw something around my living room. First of all, so there's that, and yeah, it does. It makes me feel like a kind of a creep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's not you know Kevin Spacey. I mean, if creep, you came home and I was playing shoots and ladders with your kid in your living room, you'd be no. like, what in the hell no. is happening? So. All right. Well, hey, dude. By the uh, by, the time of weekend, level fifty five. Hopefully, I. Uh, well, yeah. It's a great, Not hopefully. We're gonna a, make it. Hell of an accomplishment. We're gonna make it. Absolutely. I. But, dude, I'm telling you, like, I. It was. I, was it four hours yesterday? I think I was like sitting there on the couch. Just not even like just four hours. Dude. I I can't. I I mean I couldn't come up with something that I would sit there for four hours and do. I don't know. It's not even like even like watching wrestling. Like I'm fast forwarding through that. There's no way for three straight hours I'm sitting there watching that. That's crazy. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't, you know, so somebody's saying, well, dude, now it's your new diet. Call of Duty, you're not going to eat. Yeah, that's 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 the way it's going to go. Or Although, he's going <laughs> to play Call of Duty for eight consecutive hours and then binge eat two pizzas as opposed to one. Well, that did happen the other <laughs> that's day. What, I mean, dude, that's exactly what's going to I mean, happen. the other day, so, like, so, yeah, I think it was, was it Monday? I left work, went to the Giant Eagle, got two frozen pizzas, and two bottles of Seven Up, and then went home and <laughs> ate pizza not once but twice that day. And honestly, I will admit, like I wanted to, I called a girl who I know who sometimes is she's in between jobs right now. So every right. now and again, I'll pay her to clean my apartment so okay. she has she can feed her kid and that. And so, so I she can feed her kid. There you go. Here, here's, here's, here's some pizza crust. There well, you, go. you know, I mean, dude, she's you know she's in between. You know, she's she, dude, she listens. She's on a financial struggle right now. And so like I try to help her out. Right, right, right. And so so I already texted her this morning. I said, look, man, I said, if you want to make some money, like, dude, my apartment, honestly, Fantone right now, it, I look like yesterday, there was a moment where I was like laying there on the couch and I was playing this where I looked around my place. And I was like, oh my effing God, I am a stereotype. Oh yeah. Like, look, I, like there's just two different plates from when we had pizza there, a couple of empty pop bottles over there, clothes are on the floor, things tray, I'm are sure. <laughs> everywhere. Like, dude, honestly, I would not let people I respected in my home today. Wow. Would not wow. until it, until it gets cleaned. I would not let somebody in my home today. Well, then that, that woman that you, that you keep her kid alive, I mean, she's going to she's going to take care of the business there for you. Now I feel bad because people know who it is. Like these people in her life know who it is, and now I've basically been like, "Yeah, she can't make it." So here's fifty bucks for shining my floors. You um, know, I, uh, I, I, I guess, dude. You know, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe stepping away from the. You know, how sometimes you have to put yourself on like golf grounding. Maybe you need to do a little call. Yeah, but like, I, so I thought about that yesterday. Yeah. But I was like, dude, at least with golf, I'm outside. It's yeah. an activity. I yeah. feel like I'm doing something. And I did hit a point yesterday where, towards the end of the night, when I went to bed, where I was like, "All right." This game's not even been out a week, and already I'm like, 
all right, I may be getting to the end of this. Yeah, and take so a what, break. what am I going to do all winter? Like, I, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know what I'm going to do. Should probably read more things for the program. I was going to say, maybe we do our jobs. Maybe, maybe, maybe add something to society. Maybe we'll do a little something. I am adding things to society. Actually, that? I am skewing the numbers. Okay. In Ohio, and I'm skewing the numbers for the worse. Okay. In Ohio, you won't believe. Well, actually, you might believe what we're going to tell you. <laughs> and I am totally guilty. So we'll give you that after hooking you up with this thousand dollars. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Sansbury here for the Wake Up Auto family. Currently going on right now on the Wake Up Auto Mile at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin. It's truck for a buck. So for the change that you could find in the couch cushion, you could be rolling out with a brand new or pre-owned truck from the Wakeham Auto Family. The Wakeham Auto Family is Star County's largest pre-owned dealership, and they're offering you truck for a buck on pre-owned vehicles as well. You could also stop by the Wakeham Ford dealership and grab a 2017 Ford F-150 Super Cab XLT 4x4 and lease it for just $3.99 per month. And like I said, just one dollar down. It's truck for a buck all month long at the Wakeham Auto Family. Wakeham also has a Honda dealership as well, so you can take a look at the 2018 Honda Ridgeline pickup truck. And again, you can buy or lease that Honda Ridgeline with just one dollar down. It's truck for a buck. You need more info? You can find it online at Wakeham.com. That's W-A-I-K-E-M.com. Or just stop by the Wakeham Auto Mile at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin so you can take a look at the massive inventory the Wakeham Auto Family has of new and pre-owned trucks. If you head up to the Wakeham Auto Mile, you can do what I did. You can save the Wakeham way. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. We have Canton Charge Tickets for their home opener November the 15th. We'll get you hooked up here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you will need on those. Canton Charge home opener, dude. So excited for it. Last night was our first scrimmage. Um, it was, an, you know, a, uh, you know a, the, the gold team versus the wine team. Um, it was just awesome watching Kendrick Perkins out there. The dude is an NBA champion, but still has so much love and respect for the game that on the back nine of his career, he still wants the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like that, It speaks to the love of the game for sure, dude. Having won an NBA championship right. and now you're going to like live in Canton and play for the charge. I mean, that it's, it's because you love the game. Big man's literally got millions and millions of dollars. Doesn't need the money. Doesn't need to do it for anything other than the fact that he still wants to go out there and show NBA teams. He's got he's got what it takes. Well, he probably wants to work for an organization later on, and maybe. And honestly, what a good way to do it! You start coaching in in the G League, and then next thing you know, maybe you're in the front office for the G. And that, it's just a good way to stay near the game and get employed afterward. Correct, dude. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for him. I'm excited for John Holland to be back out on the court uh, November 15th. If you don't win those tickets, still available at the Civic Center box office, or of course, CantonCharge.com. Your parents still live in Twinsburg, do they not? Indeed they do. And do they have power yet? They just got it back this morning. I was driving into work Jeez. and my mom texted me and was like, yo, hey, we got power back. So that was like three days without power for them. Yeah. <laughs> How about those awful TV stations that broke into your to your sports coverage to tell people that they're, you know those things were happening? I mean, did the amount of people that's not even in the in the area? Why are you breaking into football? It's kind of like, big, yeah, I mean, people 
can die. That's why, douchebags. And now, I'm, I'm right in the middle here of like, yes, of course you bring you, like when there's severe weather, it interrupts programming. That's the way it goes. If right now the the uh, weather alert system went off, the Stansberry show gets preempted. That's how it works. Right. Like that's, that's, that's the laws of being a broadcaster there. Um, but it is worth noting that, I mean, there were thousands and thousands of people without power, but my mom made this very good point. She's like, it's not like we're in Puerto Rico. She's like, we can get in the car and drive to Solon and it's going to be okay. Like we can go to the McDonald's and still get something to eat. Like, That's a huge inconvenience. Well, yes, 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 yes. I'm just saying it's not it's not Puerto I mean, Rico where like Holmes, someone's dialysis machine is going Yeah, down. but homes were destroyed yes. and ripped apart and people were complaining about not seeing yes. fourth down. Like I, I just dude, I couldn't believe I was watching. <laughs> oh yeah, forget those people dying in the wake of this. God forbid you don't see the Dolphins game. The Browns weren't even playing. How about that is the argument? It's not even in the end. Sandusky's not Cleveland. Well, the game that was on wasn't the Browns either. The Eagles aren't Cleveland either. That's a good point. So, I mean, come on. It's just, dude, I I, I don't get it. It's very all worked up there. All right. So, I'm skewing some numbers. In this uh, in this study, I believe I'm directly responsible for this. You alone are directly responsible for skewing numbers of a study. I, what are we talking about, dude? I can't wait to hear this. Ohio has been listed as one of the 15 fattest states Jeez. in the nation. Jeez. Okay. Let's let's. Now we're not the here. number one fattest. Okay. All right. Can't even do that, right? No. <laughs> no, we cannot. Right. Cannot. Ohio came in at the 13th fattest state. In the country. Wow. I would expect it higher. I'm shocked we didn't get into top 10. I would have said top five. Okay. I've lived a couple of different places here, Illinois, Nevada, Oregon, Florida. I'm missing some. I'm missing one. I'm missing a few places I've lived, but I, I've lived I've lived a lot of places: West Coast, East Coast, South. I've, I've lived a bunch of different places, and I got to tell you, dude, Ohio does feel fat. We do. There's no question. Now, Southern Oregon felt really fat to me. Now, you start talking about the entire state. Who knows? You get up Port- North Portland, probably more like, well, you know, I'm allergic to this, and I can't have GMOs, and I can't have, you know what I mean? So they're, they're probably a little healthier there in Portland. Oh, but, yeah. like, the southern part of that state was, like, Mississippi. I mean, dude, it was just, like, they doused everything in butter. Everything was deep fried. I mean, dude, southern Oregon is a fat section of that state. But, again, when I moved back here, it was, it seemed like more people. Well, a big part of what I think is going on here is it's just the slow, gradual decline of standard when it comes to fatness here. Is that like, well, dude, I'm not as fat as that guy. Therefore, I'm not that fat. Therefore, I'm kind of skinny if you really think about it. If I'm comparing myself to that guy and it's like, no, we're all just getting fatter. Therefore, we're all just like, all right, there's somebody already fatter than me. I'm okay. Well, not only that, but for seven months out of the year, you're just hunkered down in your house here. Like you can't go outside. And it's not, what do I want to say here? It's not exactly you don't get peer pressured and by that I mean like society doesn't kind of weigh in here where it would if you were living in Miami if you were living on South Beach where it's like no bro you got to go take your shirt off eventually you you, you're comparing yourself to something different there where it's like here we're all just wearing hoodies and we're like no I'm not that fat like when I go to Vegas now Vegas if you go onto the strip it's a little bit of everybody from everywhere right but, like, my brother doesn't live. I mean, he's about 15 minutes north of the strip is where my brother lives. Okay. And when I go there, I feel fat. Like, when I go there for Christmas, I'm going to feel fat. And this is, an, this is a Midwest thing, by the way. This, that, that, this, this doesn't happen everywhere. To-go boxes, 
when I first moved to California and I asked like the waiter for a to-go box, everybody at the table looked at me like I was an alien. This is one of those things that happens here that doesn't happen on the West Coast because people are a little bit more health conscious. And does it happen in some places? I'm sure it does. But overall, that that whole I'm taking this, I didn't get enough to eat at your place of business, so wrap it up, Jeeves. I'm taking it home to eat in front of Letterman. That doesn't happen everywhere. And it, that is a Midwestern thing. And I do think that, honestly, that, that the cold winter... You're just not moving around a lot, and you're miserable, and so you eat to make yourself happy. I know I do it. And you're wearing winter clothes. You're, you're covering it. We're always like, all right, I've got a hoodie on. I'm safe behind this. You can't see the rolls. And it's like, well, I don't know. You kind of can't through that hoodie. But at the same time, I, I just think there's... I just think that kids are getting fatter, fatter. We're getting fatter. We're we're just accepting it. And like when you really get down to it, and I'm a fat, lazy American like everyone else on 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 the block here. But when you really get down to it, it's one of the things that like probably is the biggest detriment to our economy is being so fat and like what it costs in healthcare and what it costs in like like I said earlier, it's terrible. Like I said earlier this morning. You be careful with those food photos on Instagram and Facebook. If you don't think those things are going to come into how much you pay for healthcare down the road, you're absolutely sure. 100% crazy. Why do you think, why, dude, that's, I'm telling you, that's what, dude, the government loves social media because eventually, dude, it, all you're doing is hanging yourself every single day without realizing it. Validate me like my picture of cheesecake and really what you're telling, you know, Summa Healthcare and everybody is, uh, dude, your premium should be three times as high as what you're complaining about paying right now because look at what you're doing what are what are the states fatter than us i mean i mean so the top five louisiana arkansas tennessee west virginia and coming in at number one the fattest state in america and having been there a couple of times i would agree mississippi all down south pretty much yeah i mean yeah yeah, that's um again fried chicken is a way of life in the south and like you know cooking with fat and lard and all that stuff it's all about cooking styles that slow lifestyle down there too just not moving off the front porch although you get decent enough weather so i guess that shoots a hole in the boat of like the snow is why what makes Ohio fat and uh, you know although man it is true dude like once snow hits like it's just like golden corral time right 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 golden corral sweatpants feeling good about life not caring what I look like that's totally what I got is like so I lose and gain weight really fast like if I if I put my mind to it I can lose 20 pounds really quick like and so I'll kind of yo-yo diet and I took some clothes to the laundry the other day I dropped them off and picked them up the next day had them washed or whatever and then I opened the bag the next morning to cut to get dressed to come to work, and I put a pair of jeans on. You know how like when you wear jeans too often, like they'll loosen up a little bit, yeah. and then you'll take them to dude. Like I put them on and I went to go button them, and I was like, "Oh my god, you, you fat <laughs> effing bastard! This is pathetic." And I thought to myself, like, dude, you you're going to Vegas, and again, dude, Vegas will make you feel fat because people are in shape there. Because you kind of have to be. It's one of those like fast paced places where everybody's got money, everybody's attractive, and all that stuff. And I started thinking to myself, I'm like, oh my god, dude, like I want to go shopping and get some new clothes before I go, you know, for Christmas, so my mom doesn't think I'm poor. And I started thinking to myself, like, but I don't want to have to buy fat boy pants. Like I don't want to. I like 36s. I like being in a 30. I don't want to have to go up a waist size. I haven't gone up a waist size in 10 years. And now I might have to do it all because of frozen pizza and Call of Duty? Like, dude, I gotta get my life together. <laughs> it's worth it, dude. What else are you doing with your life? Oh, now all of a sudden you're gonna be in a 34 and it's like, oh, life's so much better? No, it's gonna be terrible, miserable, just like anything else. Gotta get my life together. We'll pass out these Canton Charge tickets right now. We'll take caller 18, 1-800-243-7625 on those. And the Sands Ray Show next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. 
on Rock 106.9, online for WRQK.com. Teresa, the Midday Girl, will get you hooked up with $1,000. she'll give you your next keyword. You'll have a lot of money. I should make you aware of this also coming up December 1st. Yeah. Rock 106.9 will be doing Long Haul Against Hunger. We'll be up at the Giant Eagle up on the Strip from 6 o'clock in the morning till 7 o'clock at night. You guys know how this works. You've come out in record numbers every single year. We've broken the record every single year. You guys uh, constantly show up and show your generosity by bringing food and cash donations. Uh, all to benefit the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. You'll hear us say that, I don't know, 10 million times that day. Um, sometimes that day can get a little uh, tricky because you're on the air 13, 14 hours in a row, and it's like you've been saying the same thing over and over again, and you end up screwing some stuff up. But we always have a great time. Tuna. <laughs> a little inside joke there. I wish I could tell you that story, but, no, I, or, but, but I can't. But oh my God, was that funny. Um, but I, but I love this. I, um, you know, I, I grew up. I had a father who was a minister who believed very, very strongly in, in the homeless issue and in the the feeding of the community issues. These were two things that were very close to him. So when I started working here, and they said, "Hey, we have this thing. Are you willing to wrap your arms all around it?" And I said, "Absolutely." I come from the background of this. I like it. I believe. I look. I know we all disagree politically on like what we agree and how the country should run. But I think everybody goes, "Well, yeah, people should eat, though, right?" A little something there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like everybody should. Uh, everybody should have food, and this is one of the ways where we're, you know, that we're able to do it. December first is Long Haul Against Hunger. It's going to be awesome. The only reason we're able to do it, and the only reason we've had such great success, is because the twenty million come out and represent. If you guys champion this like you guys did last year, hopefully we'll put up big numbers again. And this would be a great time to start that box in your office. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. it would be a great time to be Smart. like, hey, I'll take it there. I'll take the responsibility of doing it, but you know, bring in some non perishables and, and hopefully we can uh, we can make it happen. You know who we gotta get involved in this? We gotta get Munchman involved, dude. Mark Munch Bishop, come on now. Right? Again, man, um, Munch has historically worked very, very close with a hunger center in Cleveland called right. Saint Augustine's. Right. And every year on Thanksgiving, actually, he and I would go out there, and uh, you know, we we would broadcast from there, and we would take donations there, and you know, we would end up working and passing out some food there, and it was something Munch believed very strongly in. I uh, I have no problem believing that on December first we'll be able to make that happen, brother, homie. <laughs> I'm from 53rd and Ham, and everybody should have ham. Like that's 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 that's, that's Mark Munch Bishop right there. One of my favorite human beings in the entire world. Everyone should have ham, dude. I'm from Ham Avenue, homie. Everybody should get ham. Like that's that's, that's who he is. Look, G Force, let's pass out these hams. That's who too much is. That's why I love him, dude. He's one of the most authentic and real people you'll ever meet in your entire life. Hilarious. And uh, honestly, those years I spent as much as assistant were some of my favorite in radio. I mean, just I mean, I was broke. I mean, way more broke than I am now. I mean, I, I do you make no money doing that? But like, I uh, it was just a fun. It was a fun environment every single day working outside that guy's office. He's just, he's a nonstop riot, that guy. I could do his, uh, dude, I could impersonate. He, I, dude, I could do that impersonation and Keith Kennedy's talking up the neon trees. Uh, 98 what? WKDD. I could do that. Dude, sometimes I'll just do it. Sometimes I'll just do munch on my couch. Just having conversations. I'll just be playing Call of Duty. Look, homie, you're working on a 10 kill streak. I love that dude. Fridays, uh, he'll join us 7.30 on loan to us from Fox Sports 1350 everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app Munches.
Fridays at 7.30. I'm so jealous of you right now, dude. Why is that? Like, I, very rarely am I jealous of you. Okay. But uh, you're going to go home and watch the 30 for 30 on yeah. Ric Flair. And, dude, I'm, not, I'm unable to see it. I got a couple of things I'm doing this afternoon. I got to do some running around. But that as soon as I get home, that's like my... That's what I got to go do right now. I'm sure you can find yourself, you know, a little something. On, I don't want to uh, steal. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I, I don't want to steal. That's, that's I, admirable. I, I, I'm, I'm not... Like, look, I have a jailbroken fire stick. Right. I'll be honest with you. I never use it. Right. Every time I plug it in, I'm like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it or something, right? And then it's like, this stream's not available right now. Oh, my God. Or you got to clear the cache out again. Oh, my God. Start it over. And, th- and honestly, the thing's more pain in the ass than it's worth it, to be honest with you. Like, I, and my buddy who sells those things is like, dude, why are you telling people that right now? But <laughs> hey, at the end of the day, dude, you're selling stuff out of the trunk of your car. You know what I mean? Maybe you shouldn't be doing that. And honestly, it makes me feel like a little bit of a scumbag. Like, I, I have watched things on it. Don't get me wrong. But I, I really don't like it. I, I really do feel like it's stealing. Um, and because, well, that's what it is. Remember that guy that day, that guy was like, it's not stealing. It's, it's just there. there. It's there. You well, can take products it. are just on the shelves. First of all, it's not just there. Somebody posted that somewhere for you to go grab it. Yeah, it's not like it's not like ESPN was like, you know what? We'll just leave this here and hopefully nobody takes this. But I kind of want to see that 30 for 30. So I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, well, Netflix will eventually that's pick what I was it up, right? Say, is don't worry. It's coming down the pipeline. All right. Well, then I'll have to uh, I'll have to just wait until it hits Netflix and I'll watch that there. But yeah, December first, join us at the Giant Eagle on the Strip for the long haul against Hunger. This guy just writes and he's like, "Dude, so like you just told us Ohio's the thirteenth baddest state. Don't people have food?" <laughs> All right. It's a that's a that's a great point. And what I would say to you is the people who have food have too much, and the and people that don't have nowhere near well, enough. Well, worth noting here that just because you're fat doesn't mean you're food insecure, dude. You, you look at people who have lived a lifestyle of food insecurity. Well, of course they're eating high caloric, less nutritious food because it's cheaper. That's my, so yeah, dude, you're shoving we all do you're, that. you're shoving ho hos down your throat and eating off the dollar menu because you have no other option, dude. Exp- I mean, healthy food is expensive. Uh, yeah, I am being told now. This is true. This was in the Akron Beacon Journal the other day. A guy wrote up an article about the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. I'll tell you right now that that thing was very mis. The Akron, I'm telling you, the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank was misrepresented in that article by Bob Dyer. I, I believe that 100%. I've known Dan Flowers. We've looked at, was it Charity Watchdog, dot, whatever that, that you always put it through? They, they constantly get a five out of five star rating. I, uh, Bob Dyer has got a hair across his ass about how much people make. And I personally think the CEO of an organization that is helping millions of people every year should make a decent living. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with charities turning a dime. I really don't. At the end of the day, they're still out there doing the right thing. Because what happens if we take them away? Then who helps everyone? Akincan Regional Food Bank still currently has a five out of five star rating yeah. when it comes to. I'm telling the, you, the Bob Dyer is on a personal vendetta issue, and I would call that honestly irresponsible reporting. I mean, ninety six. out of 100 when it comes to financial and accountability and transparency. I think a guy's writing things to make people read articles and not necessarily... I mean, dude, I'm telling you, I'm in the industry. I know what it takes to get people to listen. What people, you know, sometimes you got to get up on your on your hill and you got to do some stuff. And I, I well, honestly, especially if you're in the newspaper business, where literally nobody nobody's reading your, your medium, anymore, right? You got to do something there, right? No, honestly, I read that and it it came off very. And I don't know Bob at all, but it came off very spiteful to me. I feel I, it came off very personal to me. And again, that's probably not as a guy who's been guilty of doing that of you know, using his bully pulpit. For a personal vendetta, it's not the smartest or most responsible or professional thing you can do. I've been guilty of doing it a hundred times, and that's, again, I always say, that's how you know I'm the guy who tells you the truth, because I'll tell you when I'm wrong, too. 
And so I, I'm telling you, I dude, I'm all I'm all in on the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank. I could not be any more in on that organization. I wouldn't listen to a single thing that was in that article. Not one. We'll see you December 1st at Giant Eagle up on the Strip. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Teresa, going to get you $1,000 at 1010. Have an awesome afternoon. See you. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9.